0: Welcome back to the News Hour. It's Friday. It's time for the Illini Notebook with the voice of the fighting Illini, Brian Barnhart, brought to us by Guido's Jupiter's Billy Beruz and Seven Saints. Brian, Michigan is in town here for the first time since 2011. And no matter the state of your season, wherever you're at and whatever the projections may be, it's, it's Michigan.
1: Yeah, that's right. And it's uh, Michigan. And they're back in, as you said, first time in a while. We've had some... Some wild games. I remember the game back uh, 2000, I think, with uh, the game that kind of perpetuated the idea that we need re- uh, replay. Mm-hmm. Of course, we have re- replay ubiquitously now. <laughs> it's on everything. But back then, I know Ron Turner at the time had been pushing for it. And then that game with Michigan, uh, was it a fumble? Was it not a fumble? Who knows what would have happened in that game? I know uh, Kyle Hudson had a situation where he uh, had a punt that he was not quite able to handle. In a game somewhere back a few years ago, and that was one of the memorable games against Michigan. So there's been uh, several good ones. Uh, Michigan has dominated the all-time series, but Illinois, on occasion, has risen up, and you know that and this Illinois is not the only school this has happened to. You look at Minnesota's record against Michigan or anybody's record against Michigan, it's not very good. No. You can almost remember them by certain games, the Rocky Harvey game, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Rose Bowl season. You know where they beat Michigan uh, for the first time in forever. Uh, you remember certain players and certain plays, Johnny Johnson, you know, driving Illinois late in a yeah. game at Ann Arbor. I mean, Kitner and Harvey, and you just go down the list. There's there's just not that many times Illinois has won, but they actually had a little more success in the last twenty years beating Michigan in Ann Arbor than they have here. Yeah, it's it's <laughs>
0: been almost a reverse thing in mm-hmm. Michigan as general. You know, especially the Jim Harbaugh, you know, they've had more trouble on the road, I guess most mm-hmm. teams do. But usually when you're playing Michigan, they're usually a good team. You know, once in a while, Illinois caught them when they're down. but it, And it's always funny, you know, who's your rival? Obviously, Michigan is Ohio State. I mean, that's who they see as their rival. But any time they're in
1: town, there is this sense of we want to beat them. Well, it's like the Yankees yeah. coming to town. When they, no matter your, your baseball team, when the Yankees come to your town, you want to beat the Yankees or the Dodgers or whoever. So I think that's definitely the case, and uh, when you think about Michigan, too, going back a decade when Illinois beat Michigan two years in a row, they had a shot at three in a row and lost that triple overtime game, 67-65, but it was interesting on the staff at the time at Michigan was a guy named Rod Smith, Mm -hmm. who was a quarterback's coach for Rich Rodriguez at the time. The game tomorrow kicks
0: at 11 a.m., 9.30 is our game day coverage. We'll get into the notebook in a minute, but just looking back, I think... Uh, You know, nobody necessarily expected Illinois to win last week at Minnesota. But I think everybody thought they certainly had a chance and certainly would have been more competitive. And I know that's been frustrating for a lot of fans and for the players and coaches.
1: Well, absolutely. And you defeated Michigan or Minnesota by such a wide margin the year before. Uh, Essentially the same two teams. Not quite, but essentially. And it was just a different ballgame. And it was, I, I can count on one hand, I know Lovey Smith, I asked him about it on the Coach's Show this last week, as he's seen many games where you score two defensive touchdowns and you lose. And I would contend if you scored two defensive touchdowns and lose by that margin. I mean, I don't know how often that happens, because usually that's uh, an indicator of of an easy win most of the time. So, yeah, that was disappointing. I, I think Minnesota basically dared Illinois to beat them through the air, and then the dynamics of the game changed quite a bit offensively when Matt Robinson had to come in for Brandon Peters. And that he, he brings some things to the table. I was talking to uh, Matt Millen uh, at halftime when after uh, Robinson had come in the game. He says, I really like his athleticism, Matt Millen told me. He said, but I'm not sure he totally is aware of everything that's happening out there because he just hadn't played much. Yeah. You know, he doesn't get many of the reps. You get one-third of the reps that the starter gets. And so it's just one of those things where he's a little green out there, but he is athletic and he can make certain things happen. And if Matt Robinson starts tomorrow, we we don't know. But if Matt
0: Robinson or anybody besides Brandon Peters starts tomorrow, it'll be the eighth different quarterback to start a game for Illinois during Levy Smith's era, and that's just never the plan. And, and you know that's not necessarily anybody's fault. It's just that's been part of eh, the injuries or whatever. When you have stability at that quarterback position and consistency, that helps you build success.
1: Yeah, just ask the Bears about that. <laughs> I mean, how many how many quarterbacks have they had compared to the Packers in the last 30 years? Yeah. I just mean, go back it, to Nathan Sheilhouse yeah, for mean, Illinois. Right, and it, Juice Williams. You had yeah. two in eight years, basically. Yeah. Uh, occasionally somebody was hurt or somebody else had to start. But, I mean, those guys racked up over 10,000 yards of offense between, you know, each of them, 20,000 between the two of them. So, yeah, it's, uh, the stability of quarterback is really key. And, you know, you've you've gone through some coaches now. Coach Smith has been here in his fourth year. Uh, you've had different offensive line coaches. You've had different offensive coordinators. Um, so they got to figure something out offensively. I think everybody's focusing on the defense as well. They should. But I think Rod Smith has spoken about this too. You know, hey, we've got to get the offense going. And I think part of
0: what I'm hearing from coaches is just we're not really sure what's going on, where the disconnect is between – Plans and practice and execution, mm-hmm. and it just hasn't happened in some of the games.
1: Yeah, and once teams figure out what your weaknesses are, we see this every time. Then they get a, they strangle you at what you really want to do, and you got to figure out how to adjust the other way. And then when you know, when you th- you look back at the Eastern Michigan game, uh, Illinois was trying to adjust, but they were beating themselves with penalties. They didn't give yeah. themselves a chance to adjust. And the Nebraska game, the offense went into a little bit of a dry spell and Nebraska took advantage of that, and the defense was on the field too long. I mean, those are the two reasons why they lost those two games. All right,
0: the Maize and Blue is in tomorrow to take on the Orange and Blue at 11 a.m. You'll hear it here on DWS. Brian, let's dive into your notebook.
1: All right, uh, first meeting, these two schools go way back, uh, 1898. The 1900 meeting was in Chicago. 1898 meeting in Detroit, Michigan won them both. Uh, they did not play because of the division Scramble uh, between 2012 and 2015. That was the longest hiatus for the two teams in 100 years, hmm. since 1919. Uh, Michigan is ranked coming in. Illinois won 16-1 all time against a ranked Michigan team. So that uh, would be something to uh, get win number two on there. A couple of ties have occurred. Of course, we don't have those anymore. 1985, it was 3-3. Three to three. People remember the 0-0 ties with Northwestern. Mm-hmm. <laughs> More than anything. And there was a 3-3 tie at Wisconsin. This one was 3-3 with Michigan. And in 1993, Illinois tied Michigan with the odd score of 22-22. to Wouldn't predict Isn't that, that strange? one. Yeah, that's an odd one. And uh, in the game, I talked about the three-overtime game. Mikel Shore scored five touchdowns in that game. And uh, Illinois beat Michigan one time. I remember this growing up. They beat them one time between 1959 and 1982. And that was in 1966. So it's time to beat those guys again. Uh, Michigan has not allowed a touchdown now in nine straight quarters after Wisconsin just hammered them. And they sacked Nate Stanley eight times. Iowa had allowed six sacks all year. Okay. And the Hawkeyes, just to show you the difference in competition and defensive and everything else, Iowa had 351 rushing yards against Middle Tennessee the week before they played Michigan. Last week they had one against Michigan. One. One net rushing yard. Wow. How about that? So you've <laughs> you, yeah, know, the running game. Illinois will need to, you know, figure it out because Michigan <laughs> has shown they can stop it. One other final note: there is a Barnhart playing for Michigan, backup left tackle Carson Barnhart. No relation. We'd be suspicious <laughs> if there was. That's for sure.
0: Yes. All, All right. right, Brian. Enjoy the yep. broadcast. Enjoy the day, and uh, and that's the Illini Notebook. With the voice of the Illini, Brian Barnhart, brought to us by Guidos, Jupiters, Billy Brews, and Seven Saints.